you want to talk about that. Whatever you want to talk about, Frank. So, okay, so as this podcast kind of gets started, Bruce Guthrie. I'd rather talk sports and other stuff. We can, we can talk. Oh, we're going to talk about sports. <laughs> kidding, but uh, you want to make sure that you talk into the microphone about, uh, about a fist's about length right away here. from your okay. right, right there. And now we're on. Now we're live. So, okay. So, Bruce Guthrie. You are in the chamber, the Quincy Chamber of Commerce, and your position is? I'm uh, President and CEO of the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce. So I want to talk a bit about exactly what it is that you're currently doing. I want to segue into that in a moment. But so on this episode of Frankie Say, where I've got Bruce Guthrie, who's a, so we're, uh, you're one of my good friends. I, do you remember the very first time we met? Yes, I do. I think your very first executive board meeting with the district was my first board meeting. And then I served, I served you and the district for five years on the board, and you taught me a lot. And I still use some of the skills you taught me. I I transferred that skill set well, into nice, other. Frankie, yeah, but you taught me a lot. Well, I'm downtown. I probably taught Quincy. you like one or two things. You taught me like a hundred. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is it so difficult to run downtown Quincy? It's. Uh, I think the the challenge is it's a um, it's a large job with not a. A huge budget so it always makes it challenging from a staffing point frankie and a lot of it with the with the downtown is a lot of it it's a volunteer-based organization it really is volunteers you know that's what they're based on i mean it's like you need to volunteer to help out to do all these events and activities it's near a 100 percent volunteer situation mm -hmm. so right now so with our military we, this is still 100 percent volunteer army we've got and the air force and the the navy and all of the different legions of our armed forces, right? All of them, and I won't leave anybody out, but all the legions of the armed forces, right? With downtown Quincy, this is something that people need to know, how difficult it is. This is, what, this is one of the things that I want to talk about. I called you earlier, we kind of green roomed it when I was yeah. coming back, and I, and I called you, and I said, we're gonna talk about some stuff here, and you could smile at me, you know, and say, Frank, don't say that, or you know, we're going too far. You could say that, Bruce. But with the downtown, Doing the things that I saw you do and doing, you know, there's a lot of people who have stepped up since you took another position, extremely important. Um, and without comparing the, the, the two, it's one isn't necessarily better or the other, but I know, I know all of the good that you're doing in the Chamber of Commerce. But kind of one of the things that I want to kind of talk about is how difficult it is to run downtown Quincy. Is it still one person? Is it one salaried position right now in the district? Or well, two? I, I know they've I know they've opened up, uh, you know, for the new executive director, and uh, they have another person that's working part time. When I was there, we worked very hard to kind of revamp the budget, and so we were able to several years there to get an assistant. So there was two people. Okay. So you know they're like one and a half now, and I think they'd like to get to two full time, um, and yes. so they can. Also, another thing, Frankie, I think every. Main Street programs are usually, you know, usually kind of a, a town's downtown square, maybe Main Street and a couple other streets. But in Quincy has one of the largest Main Street areas geographically in the country. I've only heard of one or two larger, and that's in, a, in Washington, D.C. or a bigger city. We have 92 blocks. They consider that geographically the river to 12th Broadway to state. That's a huge area. All right, let's talk about that. So the people that are currently involved in, so... For people listening, there's something called the the 
the what is it the Main Street program and the best person to talk about this is Joy Austin. Yes, I mean she's currently she's working yep. there and she's kind of a, a big wig and a and a heavy hitter, uh, and she knows so much about that kind of stuff. So she's kind of an she's at expert level there. One of the things that I've learned from her is when she goes around to different places, she'll say, you know, you talk about Galena, Illinois, or Cedar Rapids, or Paducah, Kentucky. A lot of the um, quote unquote comparable cities, what, whatever you want to say is comparable to Quincy. I have heard Joyce say things like smaller towns, they've got um, three or four square blocks or 10 square blocks or 16 square blocks. And then they've got the city puts a lot of money and effort and the people inside the townships, everybody's kind of banded together to build their downtown, okay? So Hannibal. So I love Hannibal. I love going down there to go to, uh, what is it, La, was it Azatea Lounge? Yep, yep, I, think, uh, I think so. You know? They got a, they got does, a does, that Main Street has some really, you know, Java, Jive, or the, the... Downtown, downtown Hannibal's fun. Yeah. How many square blocks? is their Main Street area. So I'm not saying anything negative. I'm saying like, wow, look at all of the power that Hannibal has with a teeny tiny little area. But do you know off the top of your head how big that area is? Well, you're talking about what? Is that 15, 20 blocks total? And Quincy has how many? Well, we got 92 blocks total downtown that they put it under. Frankie, they put it underneath that. So you're talking also within the 92 blocks, as you know, it's the most dense business district there's what I think when I was there, we were when we try to do a census to try to figure out who's who. We were over 600 businesses, and then that's th- that are members of the district, and also a property owners. You're a business owner, property owner, so count up all the property owners. It becomes a very large membership that you're serving, that makes it very challenging to try to meet the needs of everyone. And then one time, I think we were at a meeting and you called people who live downtown, they're a property owner, they live in the property, they own the, they own the business down below or they're renting to other businesses or they're renting to other people, the trifecta of, of all three. You live downtown, you own the building downtown, you're working downtown. Yes. The trifecta of those kinds of people, they just, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about other people who do a lot of, of work. I no longer live downtown Quincy. My wife and I, of course, moved to because we found out that we were going to have a third child and you can't really. You left these. us. I get you. I did. I, I totally did. But I moved exactly 21 blocks <laughs> straight east. And I, and I come back. I'm the district right you now. You do. You're in here now. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to talk about in terms of the downtown is this idea of having 92 square blocks where you've got one or two people paid to manage the entire area, and then you've got a board. And if Jason Trader and Jamie Trader are listening, thank you so much for all of the things that you guys do because they you can tell how much they care and they work pretty hard. Yes. And they've got a team of people um, that support them. Their team of people, in my opinion, isn't big enough. They need more, they need more help. Um, is there's an organization outside of the district board called the district diplomats. And I remember when you were the executive director, I think there were 40, 50 people in that org at some point in time. And I don't know if that- It's probably in the 2030, but it's, you you can't get anything done. And you know all the events that they do. 
one person or two people, and I was there a lot of time by myself, you can't do that by yourself. So you gotta have good committees to put on the blues in the district, to put on the street concerts, to put on the farmer's market, to put on the feast in the, in the district, to put on all these events. Chris Kendall, you have to have people, which one of the things that I've, when I come back, came back to Quincy and got involved in, in I wanted to do something that was more giving back. I was in, a, in, in, in work that was more, you know, for profit in a, in a bigger city, in a bigger, bigger national stage. But it was, I, I was so impressed by what these downtown business owners and people do to support it. Like you, like the, uh, uh, Jason and Jamie and the Austins and all these people that do, they work hard for downtown. They work hard for the city of Quincy. Spend a lot of time because you have businesses to run. You have families, kids. And they put a lot of time into it, and the district has to have, I don't, I don't even know, we'd, you'd have a couple hundred volunteers at least, and then, you know, rotating around for all these activities. Because a small staff can't do it all. I mean, a small staff, so we're talking about going back to this volunteer army that we have yep. in the district. volunteer army, yeah. It's a volunteer army. Mm -hmm. And the general is paid, and the general's, assi yep. the, the general's assistant is paid. Mm -hmm. So I don't think enough people really know that. So um, there is the executive director position that is open right now. And I know that there have been some people applying and I don't want to scare anybody off. If anybody's listening that wants to apply for that position, I would say, oh my gosh, you deserve a hundred hugs for applying. Cause it is your, what you're doing is you're joining the volunteer army at some point. Yes, it is a paid position, but you know, I've got opinions about maybe that position should be paid a little bit more, but that being said, when I saw that you, when you were doing that position, um, I, w I don't want to scare people off, but did you work more than 40 hours? Oh yeah, I mean, it's a, I don't want to scare anybody off either. I totally agree with you, but it, it is a wonderful job. Um, it's it's uh, very fulfilling. You know, when I take on things, I, I go pretty full bore. And uh, again, that was something a little bit, a lot different than what I've been used to. So I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to know the community. I wanted to make Quincy better, you know, just like with the chamber. I want to make this a better community for all of us to live well, and work and, and for business to succeed. So that's what I try to do and I try to put into it. But you, you need to be prepared for a lot of hours, yes. The, the day after QFest, we threw this big, huge <laughs> party in the middle of the street and there's a lot of work. Colin Ash was working, <laughs> right? Him and I were working side by side, bringing ice to all the the beer trucks. You were in charge of the beer trucks. I, I, I was yeah. in charge of the beer trucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tough job. Was, <laughs> he was did. He did great. Frankie was. I great. don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I remember the next day waking up. It was kind of difficult to wake up early, early in the morning. And uh, I saw you. I saw the uh, mayor Kyle Moore. Yeah. So you guys were out there picking up cigarette butts in the street. This is what is done behind the scenes. Yes. in downtown Quincy. Yes. You literally have the executive director, the mayor, a whole team, it's the volunteer army, picking up cigarette butts, plastic cups, trash, garbage, plates, you name it, all the stuff, picking this stuff up off the street. And so I think that what's so neat about this town is that we've got these people doing these things. What do you think it's gonna take someday to get a really big act. So I want to pay some uh, some credence to, you know, Scott Edlin. Mm -hmm. Was it Tracy Lawrence that came in yes. last weekend? Who, who sure. was it? There was a, I was out of town it for was. it, but I was Yes, he had a heck of a crowd is what I hear. I was yeah. The, yeah, and that's pretty neat. 
And that's, that's neat. He's really working hard to do that because you know you put all these on. I've put on. I've been involved in several acts and, and bringing uh, entertainment in. It's a job, and you're, the other thing is you're financially going out on a limb, especially outdoors weather. You don't know it so, and we had a little organization at the district, so that was sometimes a big a big ask. I'd love to have some you know bigger groups, but somebody's got to come forward and do it, Frankie. You got to be able to financially be able to handle that. There was this one time where we, you and I had a meeting, and you go, "Hey, Frankie, uh, what's rain insurance all about?" Because you already kind of knew. Like sometimes you would ask questions that you knew the answers to because you didn't want to tell somebody to, to do it. You would. You're very smart. Mm -hmm. Did you learn that when you worked for the Spurs? Yeah, I learned a few things there. Yeah, uh, for those that don't know it, uh, Bruce worked uh, for the San Antonio Spurs, which is one of my favorite NBA. I'm not just saying this. It, it's good to hear. It was the Bulls, San Antonio. I'm kind of like leaning away from these these blue cities. I, I kind of want to just like, I like blue cities and red states. Does that make me a bad person? Not at all, Frank. I just think, the, you know, I just think, I just love that. But you know, you were transferring a skill set when you came from the Spurs. You would ask me a question, for example, about rain insurance. So I said, yes, I've got some experience about the rain insurance. So everybody knows, should you or should you not buy rain insurance for an event downtown Quincy? Well, the first thing you have to know is that they're going to measure the precipitation at the Quincy airport. That's pretty, when I found that out, it really woke me up. I didn't realize that's so what it was either. You can have <laughs> three inches of rain and monsoon and take the whole damn city out but if it doesn't rain at the airport you don't get paid <laughs> exactly exactly it so, is a it is a gamble you know i know that i've done enough events out you know that's why i was glad i did a lot of events inside um because we didn't have those but weather is always a challenge and you got to deal with it and and what but when you outlay a lot of money now the goal the, the really the trick of that is or, or goal of that is is get you know sponsorship and get to get it kind of your your expenses paid for up front so you don't lose your, your rear end. Um, now, you know, the, the district had the street concert and it rained and now they're putting it, I know it's coming up again, they're gonna play it out in, in Washington. Is it Washington. Blacktop South? Is yes, that's what I understand. They're gonna do it September something. Yeah, so they're gonna do uh, the- uh, Like a free concert, almost like the blues, but not the blues, of course. But right, the, they're gonna put you it know, out. Try to, yeah. try to bring it, but the, the district is a wonderful organization, but it, a lot of people don't understand what it takes. I think a lot of people, I've had a lot of conversations with councilmen and mayors understanding the importance of, of that organization for this, for this community. Yeah, and when people don't understand how much work it takes, when someone says, oh, should there be a special assessment tax just for the district to put on concerts, to put on blues in the, blues in the district, to put on the street concert, the organized volunteer army that we're talking about and the board and the executive director position, all of it mostly either gets downsized or possibly through, you know, if you have no more hope left, if for some reason the city council would ever pull that funding or decide yeah. that they don't want to do that anymore, then all of a sudden downtown Quincy is taking this massive hit of entertainment. And, uh, you know, do you know about the the retailers downtown Quincy, and it's a those are some spirited people. Very very spirited. Spirited. We've got some great retailers. Passionate. Uh huh. And so I just want to make sure that you know, and and I'll fight personally to make sure that everybody understands the difficulty level 
of, of what it takes to run Quincy and downtown Quincy and the work that you're doing at the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're doing at the Chamber right now to, that kind of has the effect, so the, the, the district does certain things. What are some of the things that the Chamber does? What's your day like? Ambi Properties is Quincy's largest apartment rental company with hundreds of units available. They offer short-term and long-term rentals with one up to four bedroom apartments. AMB Properties meets the needs of its tenants with care, compassion, and a quality of service that exceeds expectations. AMB Properties also has a convenient tenant app for you to do your payments or make repair requests. Give them a call today. A&B Properties, 217-919-8080, Quincy. Well, you know, the Chamber's goal is, is of course, is more um, uh, citywide. You know, the district is downtown-centric. Um, the Chamber is more citywide, countywide. We go out to, to the county and, and we solicit businesses to come join us. But our day-to-day -day mission, uh, Frankie, is to help businesses, to help businesses be successful. You know, we, you know our mission is to, you know, connect members. It's to advocate for businesses and is to promote the community. That's our, that's our mission in a nutshell, right there. Have you ever, do you remember when you were the executive director for the district and certain people would say, well, the district hasn't walked into my door. The district hasn't come and like, you know, paid an homage to my business and throw my name up in, you know, in lights up into the sky. Do you think, which by the way, did you say 600 businesses in the district? Yeah. 600? Yeah. I mean, do you, now, not to put you on the spot, yeah. but do you know how many businesses there are in Quincy? If you don't know that well, number. You know what? That, we don't, that's but that's something we're, we're trying to do because we have 550 members right now. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah, uh, chamber members. But you have a great point. I know I would. I don't expect you to know that. Number. Well, the challenges for that organization, one is they want, they, everybody wants to have more direct contact with that organization. But it's hard when you can imagine trying to visit and talk to that many people all you know each year. Uh, also to keep track, when you join the chamber, you're filling out an application, your contact information, you're joining for a dollar amount because we don't we don't take any type of tax dollars of any kind. So you're paying in and you have a application. I know how to reach you that way, Frankie. But as you know in the district, everybody's a member and so somebody can walk up, I've had it happen with me, and you know, I'm really upset, you haven't called me, I didn't even know you moved into your business. They don't have, you know, uh, you know. sometimes I've always said I wish they had some kind of a simple business um, application that you've got to require to do if you open a business in Quincy, you know, for a few bucks. So you can get names and addresses and be able to contact them. And that was a challenge downtown with the district. As a member. How do you keep track of that many people? So that was always a big challenge. Contact information, website, phone number, cell phone number. So it's my experience, the way that you behaved at the district, I bet it's the same way at the, at, at the Chamber of Commerce. I bet if there's a business in town and they call you up and they wanna say, Bruce, can I have five minutes to talk to you about my business? You wouldn't say no. Call me, would you? call us. You know, the Chamber, what I found out with the Chamber, because I learned a lot over and I've been there about a year and a half and we've done a lot of new things, we've kind of changed kind of a, a operationally a lot of the elements. 
but we are a resource. We get calls all the time, Frankie. I'll, people ask, I tell businesses call us because businesses have, especially small business, they have questions they don't know where to go to. They might have an HR issue. They might have a legal issue. They might be trying to find, um, where do I find X type of product I want to buy? We help them. We direct them that way. We might have the answers. If we don't have the answers, we're going to get you the right place. Frankie, new businesses are opening all the time. We started the first time anybody's done this. I had many businesses say, actually from Hanover, Missouri, go, we, we, over there we had sort of a, a, a startup guide. We created one along with our partnership with the Gretef and the district. We created a, a business startup guide. It's phone numbers. It's uh, websites. It's how to get a hold of Chuck Bevelheimer's. How to, if you need a signage or you need to go to the health department, Frankie, just to help businesses get started. Because a lot of them, as you know, have a lot of questions. You know, you just can't go right. You can't go put a sign up without certain rules or regulations. So we started that startup guide, and I think that's really helped. So we are there to help businesses succeed in any way we can. One thing, in my opinion, you know, I believe in prayer, but if you get on your knees, if a business owner gets on his or her knees every night and says, I want the chamber to do more for me. Yes, God's listening. God will answer your prayers, but a faster way, because God helps those who help themselves. Call the chamber and say, hey, talk to me. What can I do? What can you do? What can we do together? Mm -hmm. Speaking of businesses, do you mind if I talk about a business in Quincy? Yeah. So our sponsor, Frankie Say is sponsored by AMB Properties. Mm -hmm. And I just want to let you know and anybody listening, mm -hmm. it's AMB Properties is Quincy's largest apartment rental company with hundreds of rentals, hundreds of rental units offering efficiencies to one to four bedroom apartments. And if you want to take a look at all the different places, people talk about how difficult the rental market is in Quincy. AMB Properties can help you. Google it, Bing it, whatever you want to do. Look for AMB Properties. Call them if you need a place to stay. And they do other things too. They're kind of a full service place. So anyway, I just want to kind of throw that out there. Yeah, give them a call. Very lucky give that Frankie Say is is sponsored. But uh, back to all of these different kinds of businesses. What do you think is the number one? What's the number one thing that the chamber can do for a business in 30 seconds? So for example, they, they call you and they just want like the littlest thing. What's the easiest thing that the chamber can do for them? Is it, is it promotion? Is it publicity? Is it, um, so by, by the way, you sent me something in the mail a week or two ago and um, our company is a part of the chamber mm -hmm. and you will be getting my you will be getting my check soon. We've got our new our new membership plan, dues plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw it. I liked it. And who does all of your design? Because that's it's... all done. And we got some. I got some young ladies that are that are wonderful at doing that. And you know, Frankie, we changed our whole membership dues structure. When I came there, they they were on what they called a fair share program, which a lot of chambers are getting away from. It got very confusing. Like if you own a business and you have so you you're one to five employees, you pay this, plus you pay a certain a dollar amount for each full-time employee. Very confusing. We said, hey, let's get to tiers where you can pick the tier you want and the benefits you want. Getting back to what you're saying, when people call us, I think, you know what number one is, is listening, getting the right area. Today, I had um, staff out working, getting ready for our golf tournament. We have a huge golf tournament tomorrow at Westview. So that a lot of work goes into that. So I was answering a lot of phone calls. People going, hey, what, what, where, where, um, somebody called, where do you, where, is there any transportation in town we can use? Um, somebody called and said, you know of an accounting firm 
that we can use. We're looking for a new accounting firm. I had two other people call and go, we need to be belong to the chamber. We hear what you're doing are great things. How do we, how do we belong? So you start getting all these types of calls and we have to listen to them and direct them the right way because different companies have different needs, as you know. You know, Napide has a little bit different needs than, you know, a boutique or a salon or yeah. whatever it be. So you gotta be ready to address what their needs are. A lot of times I'm asking people, what are your what are your challenges? What do you, what is your challenge? What's your pain points right now? What can, what can we help you at or what are you looking for? Some people are looking for branding, sponsorship. We have so so many uh, things you can you can sponsor and get involved in activities and events. We offer uh, we started offering these seminars that have become very popular. We want to give resources to our members to help them uh, solve their problems or their challenges within their company, such as how to how to do social media, you know, which is, is always challenging. How to do um, uh, a website development, um, how to market your business. So we've done these in partnership with Gretif and the district, and that's a big thing that we've been working on, is partnering together because we all have members, and let's 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 market to all of them at one time. You mentioned golf. Do you play golf? Uh, not as much when I when I um, thank you Frankie when I, I hurt my shoulder and I, I haven't played for a few years but I, I do How long enjoy has it been it's been a little while it's been many years I've only played I haven't played since I've got back to Quincy so well 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 you haven't played golf no since you came out to Quincy yeah I just had a I had a really bad shoulder and now I probably could get out there I used to play a lot I probably need to do that why don't you call Mark Christensen and have him uh, just get like three lessons and like just ease back into it I or, need to or I miss you, it. Okay, are you good enough that you could just go out and will yourself back into the game? Or do you need a golf pro? I could probably get back, but I, I do like somebody to help me straighten myself out on some swing elements and that sort of thing, you know. So I, so golf, I, and I hope you don't mind us talking about golf for a no. second. So in Frank, you say, it's not as random as it seems. You got to go with the flow, baby. You gotta adapt. You gotta drink that peach beer. <laughs> so I'm so sorry for s screwing peach. you up with, with that peach, peach beer. It's not an alcoholic, so it's not gonna hurt you. But I mean, no, I mean it's not. It definitely has. Uh, it's not bad. It's not no. bad, Frankie. Well, uh, how, how, do you, think, you know we, we we happen to have two sports. We uh, got sports guys in here. Don't we, we got we? David Adam and, mm -hmm. and, and and Chuck, the legends in here. Uh -huh. so they're legends. Well, they are legends, and, and and honestly, if they had microphones right now, I'd say, hey, talk to us about golf. I do have a question for you. What will it take for you to get it back on the golf course this year? This year? This year. Now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to challenge you as a friend to go to the Knights of Columbus driving range and buy a bucket of balls. I will drive you there, not that you need me to drive you, and I'll buy your bucket of balls, not that you give a crap. I challenge you to go to the Knights of Columbus, which, by the way, I might just leave here. I might just cut this pod short and go there right now. Go there right now. See, so, I, I, I've been thinking about that, actually. My wife said something about it. She said, why don't you try to hit some and go out to the driving range? I might have to do that. But you know what? I've been so focused in on, on what I'm doing, I sort of... But hold on a second. I need to, I need to get out. What time do you stop working? Don't tell me never. What time <laughs> do you stop working, like, on a regular weekday? It all depends. It all depends. I mean, do you stop it? Do you ever stop it? 6.30? Oh, I stop early. Oh, okay. yeah. But okay. I, so I'm an early riser, so I'm, I try to get a lot done early in the morning. How so. early do you get up? How early do I get up? Yeah. I get up really early. I work out in the morning. Whoa. Every you morning. work out? Yeah. Wait, you work out every morning? Yeah, I usually do. Yeah, about an hour. 
do you go do you stay in your home or do you go to a gym? No, I go to the, I go to the croc when it opens at 5 a.m. You are you kidding me? No, I just I just feel much better when I do that. I'm an early riser. I, I'm sort of in that I get in that habit and then I get the office at 6:30 or so. I can get a lot done. That's just the way I I've been that way sort of you know my whole life. So it's it's just I like to I I got back into working out of this summer after getting through COVID and have some COVID issues. So now, but I've been, I've been, yeah, I'm pretty. Did I'm you have some long COVID? Habit. I had a, yeah, I had a bad thing of COVID, pretty bad. So. How long did it last? Well, I was in the hospital for about a week. So, you know, I got my little COVID fill. My wife got sick, but we're, but I'm, I'm fine, you know, got out of it and. You and, worked through it. And I worked through it. And, uh, but I, 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 I get up early. I like to work. I like working. I like working. Do you think COVID, uh, do you think it's part of the reason why you get up at five in the morning and work out? No, I don't know about that. I think it was like, hey, I need to get my butt back into shape and 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 get some. Uh, I like, I like some discipline. I like I like a habit. I'm I'm kind of a habit generated. You know, I'm doing it. I kind of do the same routine, and I believe in that. On a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. one being not important at all, uh-huh. ten being an, an absolute necessity. Uh-huh. How important it is. So here's two questions. One is how important it is. How important is it for you uh-huh. to wake up and do something physical in the morning? And my second part yeah. is, how important is it, do you think, for the average person to just well, I, get up and do something physical for themselves before the day starts, before the work starts? I mean, I mean, I, I have my own opinion on this, but I really want to know. Well, I think, I think you need to get up and, and get some movement, yes. And everybody's different. Everybody operates differently. And I don't want to try to tell people what they need no, no, to no. do. No, no, no. But it, for me, I think it's important to get up. I get, it gets me... It gets me the blood moving, and it gets me thinking. I, it's a great time for me to think about my day, and and uh, it, it it gives me a, a calmness for my mind, and it also then I've really accomplished something, and I can go on to the to the next step of what I need to do. Do you want it or do you need it? Oh no, that's a great question. I think of both. I need it now. I mean, I, it's, it's hard if I don't, and I try not to, I try, I got to give days off. You got to rest your body. You gotta, full, full disclosure. Yeah. There was a guy named Keaton Kammerer in town. Do you know any of the Kammerers? The Kammerers are kind of famous in town. Like there's lots of them. There's a bunch of them. There's like Caleb, um, Logan. Logan. Yeah. The singer, Dinner right? Logan? Yeah. Logan's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Logan's a yeah. stud. Um, that guy rides his bike everywhere. If you ever want to see Logan Cameron, the only way you can find him is if you look on the street and see a guy riding a bike, or unless he's playing guitar somewhere and, and making amazing music. But the point is, this guy, uh, Logan's brother, Keaton, he convinced me to walk across his street, to walk across Main Street over by St. Peter's. He opens up his garage. He trains me at 5 in the morning, 5.30 to be honest. I just started doing this. I, I've taken a week off too busy right now with like EOW and I got a wedding coming up this weekend. My sister-in-law decided that she's going to get married on a Sunday in Michigan, but she's not going to hear this podcast. So I can kind of like, (laughs) you can let her have it. I can just let her have it. It's like, why are you doing this on a Sunday? Like I could be at work on Monday. What are you doing? I've got EOW. But, um, I will tell you this. I'm a completely different person waking up. I do not want to wake up. So you, you're saying that you're an early riser. I like to get up and get going. I'm not. I want to pound cocktails and watch Succession. I want to binge watch Succession because I'm on season three, uh, episode five. I've Keep got going. Three, That's three great. Or four. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't tell me what happens. 
Shocker, David Adam, don't tell me what happens. Don't spread off the ending. Don't tell me. And then after that, I'm going to, after that, so, you know, I'm going to watch Billions after that on Showtime. But here's my point. The idea, anytime that someone says that they get up in the morning to do that, I stop and just say out loud, if anyone is having a hard time, if anyone doesn't feel really good, if they go to bed as early as possible and rip themselves out of bed and go and do something for themselves in the morning, and sometimes it's like just decaf, decaf green tea over by a window that has sun. You know, I don't know, but get up and move and do something. It has completely changed my life. And I could do a podcast just on that. And I didn't know we were gonna talk about this. But anyway, anybody who's listening, if you're having a hard time or you feel like you're depressed, you're probably not depressed. You probably need to get up and do something like physical in the morning. I don't even care if it's like half, half a nothing. Just go and do that, and so I'm, I'll get off my soapbox on this. Well, you know, I think it's part of. What do you think? It's part of my. Uh, you know, I've got uh, several years ago when I was working with the Spurs. One of the big, one of the big sayings, Pop uh, Popovich, a head coach of the Spurs, Hall of Fame coach, says and brought to the organization, and it's up in about diff several different languages around the locker room, and everything. It, it just sticks in my mind. I go by it. Is it's it's by creating that habit that. Every day, it basically comes from a, a gentleman, was a Jacob Reese, who did a, a proverb on, on pounding a rock. You keep pounding that rock, chipping away at that rock, well, you're going to hit it a thousand times, and one day it's going to break, right? It's not when you the hit it broke, it, it broke it, it's all the hits before. Everything is repetition. Exactly. So you do more and more and more, then you'll, you'll get some good results. You're not going to start working out tomorrow and be in the greatest shape, but if you just keep working out, you'll start seeing some of those things maybe, or, or anything, anything where you create a habit, and you create a, a, a system, you're doing it a lot and can continue with it, you'll see results. My biological father died of cancer when I was 10 years old, so I'm not making fun of people who have cancer. I will tell you this though, if I wanted to get cancer right now, if I wanted to do it on purpose, it would take me a long time. It would take me so long. You know what I have to do? Do you know how many cigarettes I'd have to smoke? I would have to do absolutely nothing and smoke, by the way, you might convince me to try this. I'm probably just going to try to do it now, but I'm kidding. But repetition is the most important thing. And if you want to feel bad, do some, do nothing, do bad things for long periods of time. If you want to feel really good, you have to do things for long periods of time. Yeah. You have to work your butt off mm -hmm. and it's no joke. Do you know Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan, I've heard of him. You talking about the big tall guy. Yeah. The hall of famer. Yeah. I've, I've, I've Talked to him a few times in my life. Who is your favorite San Antonio Spur? Oh my gosh, I get that a lot. Um, you do? Do people people ask me on that? Few, I I tell you what, I well, going way back, George Gur Iceman was, and he's such a great guy. <laughs> David Adam likes that. Such a great guy. David Adam Ice, likes that guy. Ice is the one that says what goes around comes around, uh, but Ice is a great was a great guy. I tell you what, um, uh, of course David Robinson, Tim, but I'm a big I'm a big Manu Ginobili fan. If you guys, I mean Manu Ginobili was a bad dude and he 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 was the nicest guy and he's just so competitive he if he was in a bigger market he'd be people would think he's you know he, he's just amazing amazing guy really nice treated everybody treated the you know the intern and the ball boy up to the ceo i'm a big ginobili fan um but where's ginobili from uh, argentina what's with uh i mean there's a lot of like you know homegrown uh, basketball players, football players, you know, at pro, pro athletes 
from America that are that treat other people well. But what's with the guys? The guys from Italy, the guys from China, the Eastern Bloc guys, um, the guys from Europe. These guys tend to be really a different kind of breed of people. Um, anybody from so Argent so Ginobili's from Argentina and Argentina. Well, like Tony Parker's there. He was from France and. Actually, Duncan grew up in the Wait, Tim Tony, grew up in the Bahamas. Tony Parker's from France. Yeah, he's from France. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, we had a, we had a lot of, and Pop brought in a lot of foreign players. Kind of one of the first people to bring in foreign yeah. players. And now it's you know, you know, got to remember foreign foreign guys. They're playing so young against men. I mean, they they don't. It's not they, their system is a lot different than what ours is, and you know, like Tony Tony Parker was was you know. 14, 15 years old playing against 22-year-old in, in, in pro leagues. So it's a, it's a different a different way they're brought up. And, uh, you know, we, we were very fortunate to have a lot of, a lot of good, well, good foreign players, good people. We had a lot of good people. They, they just wouldn't stand for bad people. They'd, you know, if you're going to be bad, you find somewhere else to go. And Right. There's excellent, what is there, 450 NBA players? Something like that. I mean, it's yeah. under 500 and they're, people, right? And foreign-wise are all over the place you know and and they're you've got to go you got to you got to go around the world you got to be present you know the nba is all around the world they're they're uh nba uh, uh without borders they're around the world my son who's an assistant coach has been all around the world t- this summer with other with players working them out um and and working with foreign players doing clinics around the world now, so it's 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 a it's a worldwide sport you know you introduced me you introduced me to your son at the old tiramisu location yeah, somewhere right. two ago i remember sitting outside yeah. and i saw you and your son walk in and and you guys walked in you guys came back out to say hi and i was mm-hmm. really appreciative of that mm-hmm. uh your son coaches in the nba where does what, what he's at the washington wizards yeah he's was been, he with the jazz he was a jazz for about five years with quinn snyder and then he went to um they came after him uh carlisle did uh, rick carlisle with the dallas mavericks for a year and then that kind of imploded and and then Zach went over to the um, uh, Washington Wizards. He also started out with the Spurs, and then he was with um, Orlando Magic. So he's been around the NBA. He's 35. I think he's been in the league now 13 or 14 years. Oh Is yeah. that some kind of weird record for, like, having, like, youth? Or, I mean, are there lots of people? There's some other young. What's the competition like? Well, that's very coaching? competitive. It's a very competitive league that, you you know, for, you know, everybody wants to coach in the top you know level. But he was – he's – you know, I give him all the credit in the world. He did it all on his own. You know, I got to help him kind of get into the – when I was with the Spurs, we had a D League team in uh, in Austin, and and he was going to school at the University of Texas. He really wanted to get involved with it. He didn't want to do what I did in the front office. Uh, he wanted to work with players and coaches, and so he started there. And then he, you know, his 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 career just just um, blossomed. He works really hard at it. It's a, it's a it's a tough job, very competitive, and uh, but uh, uh, I'm proud of him. He's, he's he's he just works really hard, and he, he knows how to work with players, and he understands the game, and um, you know he can talk about. You know, fifty ways to defend the pick and roll, or whatever. <laughs> you know, some crazy thing like that. So it's amazing. So anyway, but um, um, it was it was a great business to be in to to get you know, you know, I was very fortunate to go to a good organization, win some championships, and uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of got out of it. I wanted to get my 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 uh, brain to kind of settle down a little bit, and it's a, it's a tough you know lot, tough life, a lot of you know travel and a lot of games, and I think I've done. 
1,500, 2,000 NBA games. And so that's why I don't hear so well anymore. I think the loud music and everything. Well, I got to tell you, I, in closing here, Bruce, uh, you're a great guy. Please tell your wife hi for me. I think she's a sweetheart. Same to you. And yeah, I'll tell Rachel. Tell Rachel and the up. kids and everybody. It's good. To, it's, she's going to listen to this pod. So Well, thanks for it. having me on. I, I really appreciate talking about all this, anything. Uh, you know, Quincy, I big supporter of this town. Want to make it, want to make it better. So we're all in it for. I love it, man. See you soon. Thank you.